Baby, we've got the goss that you want. We've got the goss that you need. This episode is jam-packed with tricks and uh, gossip and tea. We've got updates on TV awards, monkeypox chats, and new images from space. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's National I Love Horses Day. <laughs> and we've got a double tip spot with two of our friends. Yes, Kit Williamson is on the pod to discuss his new series, Unconventional. And Honey Mahogany is joining us as well to talk about her campaign to become District 6 Supervisor in San Francisco. And the goss wouldn't be hot if it weren't for all your wild and wacky messages and photos of your buttholes and dricks and oh my. There's that too. <laughs> Get in, loser. We're going potting. It's time for another scalding episode of Hot, hot Goss. M. Oh. M. Mom! Excuse me, did you say you were out of sugar-free vanilla? Oh my god. Excuse me, I asked for two pumps and you clearly have at least five or six in that face. I am going on very Delta and I am going to let them have it. Uh, We want to welcome you back for another steaming, vibrant, schooling, serving of hot Hot this, of course, is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, gossip and politics, and take a deep dive into the DMs. Mm-hmm. So let's get into some hot, hot goss. That's hot, hot goss. What is happening? What is the hot jams? What's Everybody listening to... Is Lola back from her suck mission? Lola is back. Uh, did you suck all the Santas? I did not yet. Oh, not yet. Well, there's still time. Ugh. She's working on it. The girls are summering. They're taking their summers on the continent. They're taking their summers in the woods. They're Transcontinental. Mm-hmm. Transatlantic. It's summertime when... Um, some of the time we're doing drag, some of the time we're not. But summer diamonds and some are not. <laughs> <laughs> my summer diamonds. Yep. These are my summer, summer diamonds. diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? I just saw that on something. Summer diamonds, some are not. I think it's Madam. I think that's where it originally comes from. Oh, okay, cool. I think. Um, <laughs> But Damn. Raja did it as Madam, and James Mansfield also said it on her original season, and, and RuPaul was not RuPaul was not pleased <laughs> at that time. She's like, you could do I some hair you- for me soon in like 10 years, but until then, I'm going to act like I don't know your name, bitch. If you could do some Brady Bunch wi- Brady Bunch wigs, that would, Bra- be, that would be great, doll. <laughs> um, I have been watching some summer programming that's new on the docket, uh, The Very oh, Delta. Yeah. Oh, yes. Very Delta. Very Delta. Ooh, very Delta. Are you a lady like me? (laughs) Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual Uh, like me? Beguiled by a bargain? (laughs) Beguiled by a bargain. Oh, like me? 
Are you serving the community like me? <laughs> well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. Very Delta. Ooh, yes. Hi there. I'm Delta Work. I am beguiled by a bargain I am at beguiled all times. by a bargain, too. Maybe. She looks so great in in that sequence. So not only get, do you get to listen to Very Delta, but you also get to watch it. And just looking at Delta Work is, is really, that is her serving the community. I don't think it's a sequence. I think it's a, a, a cotton. Uh... <laughs> But yes, the first episode with Samantha Hale is out. I was glued to the 12-minute monologue at the opening because she literally, there was not one point where I was like lulled. Everything was like, I was pointing at the radio. I was like, "Uh Mm uh-huh. I was like, Raya, right? Go off, mama. Yeah. Yeah, because we, Raya and I were in the car on the way to Palm Springs and we were just agreeing to everything and it was great. Yeah, I was I was very much here for it. So go check it out. It's wonderful. Uh, we missed our our Diamond Crown Queen Raja, but Very Delta is some wonderful summer programming. Very nice. And you know, Delta work belongs behind a desk with a microphone, just posting and holding court. Like it really just makes sense, and I'm I'm really happy for her. And it's it's top notch programming from the mom executives, whoever they may be. Top notch programming from verse bottom executives. Oh. <laughs> um, I, uh, I no, think speaking of top notch, this could be eligible for an Emmy very soon. I think. Very Delta. Very Delta. Very Emmy. Very Emmy. I mean, she already has one. Very Emmy Ross. Why is that Emmy not on the desk, front and center? I've asked her to bring it. She said no. She was like, hmm. I said, put that Emmy on the desk. She was like, should I put my MTV Video Award as well? Yes. <laughs> yes. She should put everything on the fucking desk. She is our most awarded fucking yeah. mom, cra- jewel of the crown. She's- crown of the jewel? Jewel crown? Jewel Crown jewel? Crown jewel. She's my crown jewel, crown jewel queen. Long Beach. Follow me, follow me. Uh, yes. Okay, to my pretty, pretty podcast. We have to talk to you about the Emmy season because it is Emmy season and our favorite show, RuPaul's Drag Race, the franchise, has been nominated for 11 Emmys. Word. Better work, mother. Good for her. Yeah, there's also a Bella nominated for an Emmy again this year. My aunt, she got nominated for directing Ms. Pat, which is on BET Plus. It's my favorite new show. They just did a wonderful episode about um, one of Ms. Pat's kids having um, a friend who's non-binary. And Mm. the friend's mother doesn't really understand. And they're trying to get Ms. Pat to understand who's this um, comedian who's, you know, been to jail. And she's done everything in her life. And they're using her Mm. life story kind of like Tim Allen with Tool Time. Um, as a basis yeah. for a series, and my aunt's one of the directors, and there, there was a moment where Miss Pat is yelling at this like um, Republican lady who doesn't understand her non-binary child. She's like, "I don't care if your child is Neutrogena," and then they're like, oh. "Gender neutral," and then she's like, "That too." She like oh got the word wrong, God. and it was the funniest thing ever. And I la- I sent it to everybody. I sent it to Calpurnia, all my friends. It's a great show, and good luck to my aunt. Gil, get your third Emmy. We love you. And we also love RuPaul's Drag Race. They're nominated for Outstanding Competition Programming, Outstanding Mm -hmm. Best Host for Reality or Competition Program. You know she is. And, yeah, lots of other things, right? Is Zaldi nominated again? 
so many nominations. Uh, I I can't Too many even to name list. them all. I can't even name them all. But you know what I can name today yeah. is July fifteenth, which which is National I Love Horses Day. Oh, I didn't so even get I you have a card. Just been, I've been getting piles of fan mail cards, bridles, saddlebags. Um, I know a doctor who uh, could help you with those piles. Bags, bags of oats have just been arriving at my dressing room trailer all day. Now, do you do quick oats or overnight oats? Do you soak those oats? <laughs> I do ancient grains. And, oh, then do you feel the oats? And rolled oats. Because, oh. honey, she's rolled oats. You're, you're the throat oat. <laughs> I'm the oat goat. <laughs> uh, well, happy day, happy day to you all. I hope. Um, happy, I love horses day. I, I do hope love nobody horses. Nobody gets behind you. I do love very. I well, yes, I will kick. Horses have beautiful legs, and these legs are ready to kick. They've been kicking flower, baby. <laughs> They look like they've been kicking flour. <laughs> uh, also, uh, speaking of animals, monkeypox. Oh, God. Um, this is really happening out there. There are cases oh, growing. God. Vaccines are being distributed slowly and kind of clunkily. Um, but as queer people, we have to advocate for our own health. So pay attention to this real quick, especially if you're having, if you're raw dogging or raw horsing. Um, yes, uh, it's, it's very good to be aware of this uh, because it is uh, it is on the rise. So you can find your local queer health center, see what information they have and resources in your area. In LA, the LGBT center did a virtual town hall this week about monkeypox and how it's affecting the community. Uh, so um, if you're looking for some infotainment about this topic, Big Dipper and Meatball recently did an episode of Sloppy Seconds called The Curious Case of Monkeypox, where they interviewed someone who has monkeypox and a medical professional, and they talk about sort of what's going on. Have you got the vaccine yet? I haven't. I don't know where to get it, but I guess I'll listen to Sloppy Seconds and find out this week because infotainment is one of my favorite kinds of... Uh, uh, ways of processing data. Through... Is it sexually transmitted? It Only can if you're doing be, but it, right? not exclusively. Oh. You can get it just from like close contact or work. Yuck. Yeah. Can you I... get it from an actual monkey though? No. So we can still go to zoos? Yes. Okay. I don't want to see any monkey business. Um, this, <laughs> this is, um, a serious thing and I've heard it's extremely painful and very unpleasant and not fun to have. Uh, and so I, wait, are we it, talking about Mimi's drag show or <laughs> is it a thing where like everyone should get vaccinated? Are we like trying aiming for that to just like knock it out? All the information is really developing right now. Like vaccines are invitation only based on contact tracing. They're like contacting individuals who are mm. identified at like being at a party or being at an event. Yeah. And so there is no sort of large scale plan right mm. now. But I think if you're high risk, it's obviously worth seeking out a vaccine. But they're rolling out tiny numbers of vaccine. Like they only sent four to Ohio. Four. I mean, oh, four. I get it. Mon uh, oh, monkeys, yeah, knock monkeys it out. are high in trees, and Ohio is more flat. Mm. So, flatlands, mm. flatlands. Um, there's other things going on in the world too. 
the cos- and out of this world, girl. <laughs> the cosmos has held open her uh, vabussy and shown us new holes. On Mama. Tuesday, the James Webb Space Telescope, which is the most powerful space observatory yet built, offered a spectacular slideshow of our previously invisible cosmos. Ancient galaxies carpeting the sky like jewels on a black velvet. Fledgling stars shining out from deep within a cumulus cloud of interstellar dust. (laughs) Mother dust. Hints of water vapor in the atmosphere of a remote exoplanet. What's an exoplanet? Is that a planet that's far the fuck away? I've been I watching, have no idea. I've been this watching is from the, sh- the New York Times. This okay. is very hoity-toity. Well, I get my entertainment in other places and my infotainment, and I've been watching Tom Swift, which is this show on the CW that has mm-hmm. a bunch of non-binary characters, LGBT characters. It's a good show about the Nancy Drew Tom Swift character, and he's like this gajillionaire who's going into space with his dad, and mm. they talk about like how small we are in the world and cosmos and their space pictures, and this is kind of the same thing this looks like um a high resolution picture of a paillette that has um a long island iced tea spilled on it oh it's beautiful though like there's these stars and like cloudy sparkle dust it looks like the bottom of a makeup bag kind of it's really really gorgeous uh it looks like they used suckless face and body in the sky because it's very sparkly very mm-hmm. shiny and really beautiful all so the they, new colors jacaranda so god must have subscribed and god must have spent a little more time on the suckless and body website and gotten the, seven for six because we're the, running deals baby yeah these are uh, these are beautiful photos, and it's a reminder of how beautiful the universe is and how small uh, we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tiny little specks of dust floating on a rock. Is outer rock. space comfortable? <laughs> um, I bet we are basically like the the world. I feel like is like a rock on the ground that somebody's waiting to kick. Hmm. Like something's gonna happen. We can't be the only. Oh, it's ones mid out kick. There. It's been kicked. <laughs> it's being kicked currently. Girl, we keep kicking it. Um, and if kick you kick rocks, <laughs> we literally are a rock. <laughs> kick rocks too. I don't smoke them anymore, but I'll kick them. Um, we can need help packing, Queen. <laughs> if you want to um, do some uh, kicking around, you can kick your legs up to this rainbow spotlight, baby. <laughs> kick your legs up. Kick, kick your heels your up. up. <laughs> Lift um, your dress up and do some fancy, fancy footwork, footwork to this rainbow spotlight. Uh, this summer was wonderful because I got to work with Chanel multiple times, and she is a legend. She is she fun. Is. She has a good time. She is beautiful. She, thank you. And I feel like I've told her that, and I'm thank sorry you. if I haven't. I nominate myself to go home. You do the rainbow spotlight. I don't want to be here. (laughs) Anytime she leaves anywhere, she should just exit saying that. I don't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) This rainbow spotlight is called Summer Nights by Guess, featuring a friend of the pod and friend of mine, Freddie. Let's take a listen. Yes, Freddie. East Bay Vicious. Hello. Yes, Freddiana. Hello. Summer nights, want you on my body, baby. Let's get high. Do it how you want, baby. Fuck all night. You know that drive me crazy. Yeah, you drive me crazy, and I like that. Eyes in the back of my head, leading you back to my bed. 
Boy, you ain't gonna forget, ain't gonna forget Loving you pulling me in, going on 7am And now we ain't gonna forget You been waiting for a minute Now you finally got me pressed against your body Dripping water like a sauna It's going down, going down, going down, yeah, yeah, yeah First throw your clothes off to the side Leave your curtains open while we ain't got nothing to hide Dripping wet, but the neighbors won't forget Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. I like Hinge because it's one of those things where you have all these things to answer questions about, and I love talking about myself. Hinge prompts help you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Exactly. Specifically, Hinge's LGBTQIA prompts are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, so they are by the people for the people. Willem, let's answer one of these prompts together. Okay, here's here's a good one. It says, I feel proudest of who I am when... I personally feel proudest of who I am when I'm, like, on stage and I'm doing a show and I'm like, this is... This is fucking great. The audience is there with me. I like that. I feel proudest of who I am when the flight attendant gives me a little nod and lets me know I can use the closet because he knows what's in the bag. Yes. Yes. LGBTQIA plus prompts are a great way to connect around niche yet relatable queer experiences by showcasing your nuances, humor, personality, and lived experiences. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. Mama. Okay, so what they do is they send us some credits so we can go on their website and buy some items. I bought this pullover, like, um, this sweatshirt, and now it's like my favorite thing to wear. I literally wear it all the time. It's like so cute. I've been wearing Quince at least a couple times a week because these basics are so comfortable and I love them. I was just like, that goes with everything. Let's wear it. Exactly. There's a 100% Mongolian cashmere sweater from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with Top Factory, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Now, Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. And Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash drag, drag for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash drag and get free shipping and 365 day return. Quince dot com slash drag. Drag. Divas, 
No yeah. smoking in the dressing room. Do it in the I, Sally Hansen bathroom. This is the last smoking dressing room in the tri-state area, and I am not giving it up. We are smoking in here. I don't care what Donnie said. Fuck you, Donnie! Fuck this, you! It's the tri-state area because you're trying it, and we have stated multiple times you need to stop smoking near the sequins. We can't wash them, and we don't have the Febreze, girl. And our tip spot's coming up, and she has asthma. It's this girl named Whit Killiamson or something. I don't know. Look, um, she apparently has an Emmy. She's a writer, an actor, a director, creator of a yes. smash hit series called uh, mm-hmm. uh, East Siders, um, mm-hmm. yes. West Enders uh, sequel. <laughs> and uh, let's bring them to the stage. You have her music. Do you have her music? Play. Start her track. Oh my God! It's on a CD. Oh, uh, dust it off. Rub it. Rub it first. Blow rub in it the on your shirt. Blow in it. Ro- rub it on your shirt, please. Uh, she's playing it from her phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's an ad on YouTube. Okay. This is, please welcome our very special tip spot today. Uh, the incredible, the intrepid, Kit Williamson. Hey, I love Hi. more intrepid. It makes me feel like I'm a lady reporter in the 1960s. <laughs> very intrepid. Very intrepid. Um, where are you coming to us from? Are you in the desert right now? I am full-time desert rat. I'm in Joshua Tree these days. Oh, I've heard it's really cool out there. Is it the vibe? It's an incredible place to do drugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were friends for a reason. I say it. What I say it. <laughs> the place is actually super duper incredible. I think people can experience it for themselves if they are on Airbnb, right? Not just yet. We're uh, we're still here full time. Uh, hopefully we'll be back in L.A. more in the fall and then we might be renting out our place on the Airbnbs following your great example in Palm Springs. OK, it's it's an amazing place. We filmed some scenes for Unconventional, which is your new series premiering at Outfest. This yes. Yes. July. Uh, yeah, um, July 21st at the Ford Amphitheater in Los Angeles at 8 p.m. We got Willem. We got Kathy Griffin. We've got appearances from the entire core cast. And Willem is so fucking amazing in this show. I cannot wait for everybody to see um, just how insane your character is. Yeah, I'm very excited to see the boots again that I'm wearing in that scene in the bar that Todrick has lost and not replaced yet. Oh, no, not he's, the boots He's again. trying his best. Oh, I've, I've talked about these God. boots multiple times. <laughs> I'm very anxious to see this pair of boots again. Because I feel when, like every every time I take you to the desert to film something in the middle of the summer, like the shoes that you're wearing are cursed because Raja's shoes that you wore in East Siders in the Palm Springs episode melted on set. They did. <gasps> they, they melted and oh my God. we filmed at a wind farm in 115 degree heat. And it's shocking that the mics kept picking up wind. Can you imagine the sound had issues? I never, nobody anticipated that. Under a windmill. How crazy. <laughs> and there was a period when Kit and I didn't speak because as I left set, I said, don't speak to me for two months. Yes. And he didn't. He kept that window uh, firmly sealed. And then now we're friends and it's great. And yeah. two years. I, I said a Google the- alert. I said a Google alert. Two said, months. Talk exactly. to Willem again. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, he said, just take off your wig for this scene and your lashes. And then we'll keep doing that. I said, oh, oh. 
Oh yeah, we will. <laughs> but what ended up happening was your lash came unbonded and just sort of like was fluttering, Gia gunning in the wind. And um, I, I remember Stephen improvised. You look like the eyes of Tammy Faye, and it was the most beautiful moment I have ever captured on film. Girl, I got an Emmy nomination because of you, which I will forever credit to you and your writing and making me do this and everything. And I loved it. And Kit has always been on the lookout for drag queens and other queer performers because we he got us all an Emmy nomination for makeup too because we all did our own faces and we were all main characters. That. It's like way to look out for the little people on the set. Kit has always been about that. He's given so many people opportunities. This new show has like so many wonderful people that you kind of know that are like stepping into main lead roles because this series is all about you tell us what it's about. But and I didn't read the whole thing, but I was there for a lot of it. <laughs> This was a, a dark comedy about two eccentric queer siblings trying to start an unconventional family in the California desert. The lesbians live in Joshua Tree. The gay guys live in Palm Springs. And uh, my it. character will be the sperm donor to his sister's girlfriend. But both of their lives oh. and relationships are just totally falling apart. And uh, they have to figure out if they're going to go through with this uh, as they kind of step into their 30s uh, with fear and trepidation. And no mosquito boots. And no mosquito boots. Willem plays my character's best friend and boss, who is a drag queen, fortune teller, and drug dealer named Priscilla Sybin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Isn't oh, that great? Good that's name. Good. Yeah, like good name. Psilocybin mushrooms. I yeah. stole it from my friend Chase. Uh, credit Chase Compton. <laughs> I live. Uh, so you filmed unconventional over like what a two year process, and it was during yeah. Pandemica. How oh, was that? Girl. Wait, wait, wait. No, Kit likes to film during the summer in the desert. That's <laughs> what is my fault? This is the it second show I've done me. with your ass, where I've been in drag in July in Palm Springs, and both times it was not my fault. The first time is because Stephen Guarino kept booking pilots. I was very happy for him. And obviously we couldn't shoot while he was shooting something else. Right. And then with this one, uh, we actually fell uh, prey to a COVID shutdown. This was in the early mm. days of the pandemic uh, when Miss Pandemia was not um, uh, as easy to bounce back from on a film set. So it was right. a multi-month hiatus um, as we sort of like oh. grappled with what it meant for an independent film production, especially because uh, we sh both series have been completely and totally independent. That's, you know, why we're allowed to be as queer as we are, as unapologetic apologetic as we are and why we're allowed to cast gay people in gay roles. Crazy. Can you imagine? What a novel, what an intrepid idea. <laughs> you know, I, I'm doing a report on it. If you give me a quote, I'm going to April O'Neil all over this situation. <gasps> I love April O'Neil. I love April. I want to be Shredder. Um, so you've worked for larger studio systems and writing and developing shows. What's the difference between making shows like Unconventional and East Siders, which you've won an Emmy for? Um, yeah. And do you would you rather work for bigger studios or make your own work? How how does that balance? Is it like one for the bank, one for the arts? How do you do that? It, it's definitely like a, a Venn diagram. I hope will someday become a circle where you have the freedom and autonomy to uh, cast who you want, to tell stories that are authentic and not answer yeah. to a bunch of development executives that maybe don't necessarily understand the community that you're telling a story about um, versus, you know, um, paying your mortgage. Uh, but I've, I've had incredible experiences too working in that arena. Uh, and I'm just hoping that they'll become more and more the same experience as my career goes on. Damn. 
Work. Well, we'll see you at Outfest uh, July 21st at the Ford Amphitheater. Everybody can get their tickets at OutfestLA2022.eventive.org. Is that right? Or you could go to tinyurl.com forward slash unconventional RSVP because I thought that that website was crazy. Also, if anybody wants a discount code, don't tell anybody except everybody. But OLA22 Make Film is the discount code. And the show's okay. opening up with Willem, and Kathy Griffin is making an appearance as Mistress oh of God. Ceremonies. And we've got the full incredible cast doing a talk back afterwards. This this cast is incredible. They're incredibly queer. And I'm so, so mm-hmm. lucky to have worked Late with all of Ashley, them. Ashley, James Bland, Audrey Peoples. Um, there's so many wonderful people and of course Dana Wheeler Nicholson from Friday Night Lights who I have loved just like desperately for decades yeah I can't Tuck Watkins uh, Tuck Watkins is going to be in the cast as well and attending Uh, I'll be untucked Watkins by the end honey (laughs) (laughs) so many stars and luminaries fall from the sky Um, if you're not watching untucked Watkins you're only getting half the story (laughs) Uh, honey he needs only fans baby let me tell you that (laughs) Oh <laughs> Thank God. you so much for stopping by for the tip spot kit. Um, we'll give you some drink tickets at the bar and the um, kit spot. The kit spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so so nice to see y'all. Thank you for having me. I'll see you next week. See you at the and Alaska. We didn't even talk about it. You've got a screening at Outfest under the stars the next day. I know on July 22nd, we're doing um, God Save the Queens. Uh, and we're going to be like doing a little performance and then watching the movie. And I can't wait to see it. I haven't seen it. Oh, a little cock at a car. A little cock at a cock. Cat, 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 cat. Wack it a wack it a Thank you for stopping by, Kit. We appreciate Thank you. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to see your movie, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye. See you next week. Say hi to John for us. Yeah, we'll do. Take care. Bye. episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time. All in one place, all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days, and it's important for your business to stand out. And that's why Squarespace is so important. We use it for Drag Queen of the Year, and it was really easy to use. Your Drag Queen of the Year site is beautiful. And I know. Somebody said it took less than an hour to do. Just click, click, click the box. Really quick, really easy. You don't need to learn code or anything. I love that. Uh, we, You can start with a completely personalized website with the new guided system, Squarespace Blueprint. You can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, tailored to your brand or business and optimized for every device. And then you can easily launch your website and get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. So you show up more often to more people and grow the way you want. And Squarespace makes it super easy to sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need. Plus, you can connect major social and multimedia accounts to your website in a few clicks as icons, direct links, or embedded feeds. And sellers can also sync their product catalog directly with Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Google to reach more customers and reduce the steps for a purchase. Love that seller sync. 
They've really thought of it all. They really have. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Ooh, I'm thinking something al fresco. Mm. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Uh, have you tried the factors? I've loved the factors. Oh, it's girl. been the it factor for me actually for Absolutely. a while because there's so many different choices. Like you have 35 different things to choose from every week and they're all different and they it's like, I love the I love the variety because with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore in your mouth. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 and use code drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Ooh, that's savings you can taste. That's drag code Drag 50 at factormeals.com slash drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Oh my God, we double book tip spots this week. Oh my God, this industry. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Two tip oh, spots. What a, two, what a blessing. T- two tip spots in one night. Oh, I'm getting too old for this. Oh, my God. Well, girl, you had the sweetest pie. Well, now you get, we're going to get some of the sweetest wood you've ever tasted, honey. It's San Francisco's shining star. She is a respectable member of society, a season five sister. Yes. Her name is Honey, honey Mahogany. mahogany. <laughs> I like the sound of that Respectable. You are, oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're absolutely. the most respectable out of all of us. You and Nina West, honey. Yes, reading to the children. Mm. Actually, didn't didn't Tammy Brown start that? She walked children in she nature. Walked. She didn't read. So I mean, <laughs> that's that. It's so good to see you. I'm I'm just I'm really excited for all the work that you're doing in San Francisco. Um, and, uh, so you are currently running for District 6 Supervisor in San Francisco. Yes. Yes. And you were, you were, you were in District 6 the last time I saw you because you were doing a, um, your book release at the Commonwealth Club. Oh, I was in your district. You were. (laughs) (laughs) So what is, uh, listen, I have no, I have no knowledge of things Politic, okay, but just break it down for us. What is a district supervisor? What is oh. that? What is it? What is that? Is that what yeah. Harvey Milk was? Yes, a word. That is what Harvey Milk was. So, um, 
So every municipality is different and every state works differently. But just in general, Mm -hmm. in California, we have like city council members that represent your city. And then each city is in a county, right? Um, And then the county is divided up into supervisorial districts. So those Mm -hmm. people oversee usually many cities or several cities and sort of govern sort of like the county resources and things like that and budgets and all that stuff. Um, and here in San Francisco, we are a little bit of a unicorn again, um, because mm-hmm. we are a city and county in one. So we only have mm-hmm. one city, one county. And so the board of supervisors here is actually sort of like double your pleasure, double the power, because we get, we have both the power of a city council member and the power of a, bo- of a supervisor put into mm-hmm. one. And I think the fact that it is this sort of weird hodgepodge of, like, duties and things is part of the reason why I think San Francisco has been historically such a political powerhouse. Like, you know, I mean, we even right now, like, in federal government, we have, like, Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, Kamala Harris. Like, they're all women from San Francisco. Um, and so, you know, we're very That's proud of that. so true. You guys had Gavin Newsom come out there. He was the mayor, and now he's, like, making insulin for our state, doing something that all the states should have done a while ago. San Fran is, like, they – I feel like that's where all the good political stuff starts. Yeah, yeah, it it's funny. It can actually happen because there's so many queer people there and so many minorities that are, you know, looking towards the future. Absolutely. I mean, we had um, Healthy SF, which was a basically, like um, – healthcare for everybody um, way before there was Obamacare or anything like that. So we, you know, a lot of really progressive policies have started in San Francisco and then spread to the rest of the country. And so we need to, you know, I want to make sure we continue to do that here in the city because, you know, I think we have been facing a really dark time since the pandemic. I mean, there's been, we've actually had two really big recalls in our city, um, which happened this last year, the recall of our DA, uh, Chesa Boudin, and also the recall of our three school board members. And it's crazy because we haven't had a, a recall actually make it to the ballot in like 50 years. And all of a sudden now we've had two. And I just, you know, I, I don't want to take away any of the concerns that the people had that recalled these, you know, politicians. Like, I think there were real concerns coming out of the pandemic and how things were handled. But yeah. at the same time, you know, what we also saw was that there was a very strong um, investment um, from Republicans, right, um, who mm. invested highly in some of these races. And again, not that there weren't real issues being discussed, but the fact that, you know, we are being, you know, um, I think that the, the right wing is doing this sort of across the country. And I feel like they think if they can do it in San Francisco, they can do it anywhere. And so right. we really need to make sure that we are putting forward, you know, really strong progressive candidates and, you know, fighting back against mistruths and making sure that people are heard, but also that we, you know, continue to be a place that is welcoming and a refuge and, you know, that does the right thing. I have a question. Has uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race family offered to amplify your, um, your, your profile on this and told people how to vote for you and where to vote for you? Because you're honestly one of the girls that's making the most change in the world from the franchise. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are, that is, that is very kind and, of you to say. And I would want to back your horse, you know, they had Nancy Pelosi on. So like, how can we back your horse? Are they helping you? And if they're not, can we shame them into helping you more? What can we <laughs> yeah. do? Because they we are good at shaming them into doing stuff. <laughs> we got the girls, their coach bags. We, we can did. Get you, we can get you an election, honey. We did. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Well, I didn't get a coach bag. So where's mine? Oh, <laughs> honey, it's her. You didn't really want it, it anyway. Starts. Right. <laughs> it starts. No, um, I well, do you know some fendache. Uh, okay, um, I um, 
no, some of the girls have been super supportive. I know, you know, um, Alaska and, and and Jinx and many other folks um, who are, were on my season. I actually, you know, reached out to a couple girls and they reposted and some some of them even donated and maxed out. Like, thank you so much, Alaska. That was very, very sweet of you. Um, and so the girls have been supportive. But, you know, everyone's sort of busy with their own little thing, right? So I get it. It's like one of those things where they might not even know that this is going on because their whole, like, you know, their social media feeds are like all about, you know, whatever they're interested in. And so if they're not following me or, you know, I'm not in contact with them, they may not know. I will say, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race as the franchise has not (laughs) done much, um, you know, to amplify my message. And maybe that's a conscious choice on their part. Maybe they don't want to be, you know, um, overly political. Um, Uh But... You know, I, it would be nice if they would support, you know, one of their girls. It would be really nice. I hope that they, I hope they listen. I hope everybody that listens to this in that building across the street is listening and somebody runs it up the chain to fucking support you because you're, you're actually making change happen. How long have you been um, the chair of San Francisco? Yeah. Are, so are I am the, still in that position and yes. it's a cute chair. Is there a slip cover? It's not a cute chair, but it is really, I mean, I think it's important. Uh, it's an important chair. It's a sturdy chair, but maybe not a cute one. See um, that chair? I put it there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit down on it. Yeah, um, that's from House of Love. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I am chair of the San Francisco Democratic Party. I've been chair for about uh, uh, almost two years now. Um, it, you know, I, I've been on the body for the last six years, I think. And where um, is the body? <laughs> she's all over <laughs> here, baby. <laughs> baby. Um, she's on the running for office diet. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, um, it's been great. I think it is really challenging though, because I have to both fundraise for the San Francisco Democratic Party right now, and then also fundraise for my campaign. And, you know, I've been, I've been doing this work. I know how to do it, but it's uh, it's it's a lot of responsibility, and so it's it's been great to see that you know I've had certain people in the Democratic Party step up to help me, and you know we have a great executive director, and so that's all good and well. But we've really been leading the charge in terms of making sure that we are getting out there and phone banking and trying to flip as many of these seats from red to blue because we are seeing what's happening in our federal government right now. Like things are being stopped you know, at the, in the House because we, you know, two Democrats, you know, refused to get on board with, um, you know, the packages that we're trying to pass. And that to me is like, okay, unacceptable. Let's vote them out. Let's get, get new people out. in. Get and let's, out. Yeah, right. We need more of a majority. And I think, you know, people get really frustrated because they see, they're like, well, we voted for Democrats. We did this. Why aren't you guys doing anything? And it's like, unfortunately, we didn't do enough. So we need to keep fighting. Well, I think that we would love to um, endorse your fight a little bit more. We do fundraisers at Race Chaser and Mom where we play dumb games and people come in and watch them. We've done them for um, for the girls, for trans housing, for BLM and everything. And we would love to do one for you and just like find a way to raise you money and get you some money for this because you're what you're doing is is like, you know the most respectable thing that you could do. You're trying to make change for other people and not like quarters and dimes. You're making real change, girl. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I, I definitely would love to do a fundraiser with you guys. Um, it's, you know, the way that my camp, my um, my race works is that we can only accept really money from individuals. Um, okay. So, yeah, so like the we are doing fundraisers and house parties where basically people host. And then there's sort of an understanding that, okay, if you're a host, you're going to invite your folks. And then those folks are going to donate, right, directly into my campaign. And, um, you know, the maximum donation of, in my into my campaign is, you know, it's not that much. 
much. It's just $500. So, you know, I know that's not a lot. It's a lot for some people, but for some people, you know, who got a coin, it's like, okay, I'll give you 500. Um, and so, um, you know, we just basically ask people to donate and collect that money from the door. And, you know, I've got to raise, um, I, I intend to raise about half a million dollars for this race, which is a lot. Um, I am getting, I'm on my way there, but I'm not quite there yet. I still have a couple hundred to raise, a couple hundred thousand to be, um, <laughs> uh, you know, to clarify. Um, <laughs> so if, you know, and, and you folks don't have to wait for a fundraiser either. Like they can go straight to my website, honeymahogany.com and click donate. And if they can do the maximum donation of $500, that would be incredible. Yeah. We will figure out a way to make something happen for you um, because we have to. We should. Thank you. And thank you for doing, you know, for doing all the good work and the really important work that needs to be done in this world, in this bro broken world of politics. It's really hopeful to have someone like you in there fighting for us. So thank you. Yeah. Um, I have a question. What has more rules, politics or All-Star 7? <laughs> and and will, will we ever see you on, on the show again <laughs> ruling from the chair? Bring the yeah. chair with you. This is the chair of San Francisco Democratic Party, and I will sit in it and upon it. I'll remain seated on it. <laughs> I've been saying I'm like the only way that I would go back to drag races as a judge at this point. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, I... I am in such a different place in my life and doing such different things. And I'm still performing occasionally. And I have this band, Commando, this new metal band. Ooh, We're actually cool. going to be, yeah, Ooh. we played South by Southwest. And we just played oh the Independent God. in SF. And we are going to be playing Outfest with Big Frida this weekend on Sunday in LA. So I'll be Sick. down there. Oh, my yes. God. I have to go. Yes. Let me know. Oh, my God. They would love to have you, I'm sure. Um, oh. We'll text about it. Yeah, girl, anything at Big Frida, I will sissy bounce my way there. Oh, girl. <laughs> my sister, honey. Yes. yes. Okay, so we're going to put your website up, so, honeymahogany.com, on our Instagram so everybody can go and donate. And when is the election and who can vote for you? So um, the election is November 8th, so it's coming up pretty fast. So yeah. Um, yeah, so people in San Francisco, if you live in Soma, um, also Showroom Square or Treasure Island, um, you can vote. And Soma is kind of a big neighborhood. It's like Soma, Rincon Hill, South Beach, East Cut, like um, Mission Bay, all these little neighborhoods in Soma. All of y'all can vote for me. Um, right now, I will just say about my race, like I am going up against a couple other people, but you know, the front runners are myself um, and also um, the mayor's appointee, the person she appointed. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe I should probably tell you a little bit about like why I'm running and why you should yes, vote please. for me. Yes, please. We would love to hear it. So basically, you know, I grew up here in San Francisco. My family came here as refugees from Ethiopia, immigrants, not speaking English. But, you know, I grew up here in these streets and um, I kind of never left. Um, I worked as a social worker here in San Francisco in the district that I'm running in for 20, almost 20 years. Um, I worked specifically with homeless and at-risk youth, with um, people who were addicted to drugs, helping them get off the streets and into care. So it's, I'm, I'm very familiar with San Francisco's, you know, top issues being like homelessness and housing. 
Um, again, as a social worker, I worked in mental health issues um, all across the Bay Area. Um, I'm a small business owner in the district. I'm one of the co-owners of the stud. So I know what small businesses have to go through in this neighborhood specifically in terms of dealing with the conditions of the streets. And then also in terms of dealing with like the like crazy bureaucracy and all the fees and things that we have to deal with um, through the city. And then in addition to all that, I worked for the last four years as chief of staff for the previous supervisor, Supervisor Matt Haney, who has now gone on to the state assembly and who has endorsed me as, you know, the right candidate for the job. Um, I worked on housing issues, public safety. I think public safety is so important to our neighborhood in particular, and there's a way to do it right. Um, you know, I've been able to not only work with um, the community and community ambassadors and public and alternatives to policing, but also like I, I have like had to work with the police and I know how to work with the police in order to make sure that we're doing public safety in a way that is equitable. Um, so I think that people should vote for me, not because I would be making history as the first trans supervisor in San Francisco or trans elected official in San Francisco or the highest ranking black trans person in the country, but people should vote for me because I'm the most qualified candidate for the job bar none. The person who yes. I'm running against, who was appointed by the mayor, um, you know, he's a nice guy. You know, I don't have, you know, a, a lot of bad things to say about him, but, you know, his previous job was working as the communications director for SFPD. So, you know, he, he doesn't have legislative experience. He doesn't have experience working with the community in the district. You know, he's not known in the district. And so, you know, this was, you know, unfortunately, I think a missed opportunity by our mayor to really bring people together around a candidate that everyone expected to be appointed because I have been doing this work for so long, for 20 years in this neighborhood. And it was a chance to make history. Yeah, you should have been like the shoe-in appointee. Everyone, like, yeah. Everyone was just like, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm stupefied. Like you, you were the understudy for the guy that was doing the job. You, like, what a, what an easy like transition from. I don't understand why that didn't happen. But well, listen, let's fix San Francisco. It. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco politics is like a knife fight in a phone booth. It is very cutthroat and vicious. And I think ultimately, you know, they wanted someone who was just going to be a yes man and do what they said. And they knew that I was going to be an independent voice, that I had already been doing the work and had my connections. I wasn't going to rely on the mayor's office to get things done. And so, you know, that they didn't like that. And that's, you know, that was their choice. But ultimately, I think that it was actually a boon because now I don't feel like I really owe them anything. You know, I had extended my hand and been like, hey, let's work together on stuff. And I will continue to work with them because I think it's in the best interest of San Francisco. Like, I'm rooting for San Francisco. That means that I'm rooting for the mayor. I'm rooting for all of us to succeed. I want to work across the aisle and bring folks together. You know, it's clear to me that unfortunately, some other people don't feel that way. But, you know, I think when we win, we'll just have to win them over. Yes, baby. And you were going to open your golden gates to everybody. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for having um, the, the the time for us. And we look forward to working with you in every capacity possible to get you this win, honey. You Thank deserve you. it. And we'll Thank put you. all the information on our website. And you can also check out honeymahogany.com and donate, donate, donate. Thank you. I love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The movies are back, baby. And if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with Five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? In the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five Y's. Movies Baby! Ooh, this cave is so damn dark. Oh my gosh, it's so dark. My Wi-Fi is horrible. Let's just get to the fucking spelunking. This Spelunk. is the moment where we go spelunking, unking, unking, deep inside the <laughs> deep DMs. Inside Please the don't DM. give out internet. Please don't fucking give out right now. God damn it. Will you read the letter? Because I'm going to get kicked off in literally 10 seconds. So just you read it. Dearest darling. See, see you soon. <laughs> Dearest darling is Alaska Willem and Big Dipper. Hi, moms. I was listening to your most recent recap of Santa School for Girls episode of All Stars. While I was listening, I noticed you t- gals used the term turning i've always been curious where this term comes from and its exact meaning my friends and i first heard the term in boys in the band harold said to michael i'm turning on and you're just turning i quote it often with friends but have been unable to find the true meaning of christmas i mean turning please help the moms are the queen of references so i figured you and your vast wisdom will know the meaning and help me answer this burning question i've had for years thank you all for the race chaser and the years of entertainment you provide you are my podcast friends and bring so much love and light to my life. Bless Gaga and bless the gays. All my love, Tina Turning. <laughs> Forgotten the gays. Ooh, Tina Turning um, put in um, a trick pick where I'm sure she'll be tricking very soon. There is a prodigious member. Um, Tina Turning uh, is uh, has provided a turgid... Uh, tur- I'm trying to think of another T word. Uh, Turgid well, Chachki. Turgid <laughs> That's Violet's cousin. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. And conve- conveniently, there's a TV on the floor right in front of this dick. So, I mean, it's really the best things in this world. Cock, mm-hmm. uh, legs, and... Um, storage a te- a to television. the left. There's some storage. A television. Is that a built-in? I think you know, I love the features in these old houses. Yes. I love a lime green built-in uh, mm. cabinet. <laughs> the, there's really no sense, I think, in like uh, trying to decipher the etymology of drag language because so much of it is just plain absurdity. So, um, so much of it contradicts itself. Like the tea or what's the tea? Like the tea can be like, here's the tea. No shade, no tea. <laughs> Like, or, yeah. it, it's very contradictory, but also, as <laughs> long as there's tea? a dick in it, like, we're what's fine. Going on? Turning for yes. me is like when she puts on her wig and when she starts to feel it, ooh, she's turning, she's turning into the woman. Or it's when you're like, um, 
you know, or like turning it, or like you're turning you're, it out. You're turning, you're turning a a, a a turn, and she's crossing over. I've heard people use it in that term too, like oh, she's turning, like the fruit is turned, like it's far past her ripe date, <laughs> like she's turning. She's no, I don't she turned. use it. I don't use it that way. I think we use it as like, oh, she was turning, like she was turning it, like it, as a good it. thing. Uh huh. That which comes from Patty Lavelle, which comes from "Turn It Out," which I'm sure she didn't invent that, but she did do a song about it. Mm-hmm. Would you like stay to stay where next- you are and turn, and turn it, it out. out? Get on up. Get on up. <laughs> this Sit next up. message comes from Crystal. Oh, we love Crystal. I love Crystal. I love Crystal. Hi, Willem. Hi, Willem, Alaska Big Dip, and whatever twinks are in Alaska's house making noise this week. (laughs) Hey, Lola. This week is Lola. Okay. All right, Crystal. Crystal, Crystal. I'm going to fucking smoke you, bitch. Um, (laughs) Long time, first time. Although I lie about it being my first time at least once a week. Oh, she's got jokes. She's a handful. Okay. (laughs) I'm seeking advice. Recently, I started having a law school journey. And she's a lawyer. Okay. I have also first started to question my gender expression in the most serious way in my adult life. There are aspects of drag that I find very appealing. Most I've ever done was years ago for a drag culture course in undergrad where I performed Rent, Big Frida, for a graded finale. Was very white twink first time in drag. However, I am concerned of possible professional repercussions for deviating from cis heteronormative standards. I know y'all made full successful careers and lives around gender and sexual debauchery. However, I'm curious what, if anything, you weighed against it. And if you've ever known performers who have had to balance a professional life with a more gender performative life. Attached for your viewing pleasure is a short clip of the performance reference above and images of my taint and member. Excuse the decor, home for the summer. Sidebar, the last time I saw Willem was whilst in line to your show, you complimented my member through my shorts and it's a moment I return to fondly still years later. With love, Crystal. I love Crystal. There was no video clip, by the way. Well, Crystal, I see why I was so complimentary towards um, things. They look um, above average. We've got ass. We've got hole. We've got cock. She's got long hair, too. Look at her long hair. uh Uh-huh. She's spreading it. It is a literal, like, I I see some charcuterie, some cornichons in there. She's got a pup mask. What yeah, does clean that socks. Sign? We what do love clean the, sign? the sign says throw, throw pillows and the, the throw pillows are the s uh, the stuffing the s t u f f e d the stuffed p n p n p to something g r Grown woman are the stuffed something to grown women. Animals of grown women. I'd like to solve the puzzle. I'd like to solve the puzzle. Yes. Throw pillows are the stuffed animals of grown women. We've got a winner. I love it. So funny. Honey, well, I'm looking at his dirty pillows. Let me tell you that. (laughs) There's a pup mask. 
Uh, to answer your question, uh, we gave up being respectable members of society very, very early on in our lives very, to become, to become, you know, to go down the rabbit hole of drag. But if you think of someone like Manila Luzon or someone like Jackie Cox, who who had like a successful career in another field but did drag for fun, and then drag sort of took over. Honey when mahogany. drag takes over. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I guess you have to decide if it's a battle that you want to fight because a lot of people don't understand drag and a lot of people judge drag until the checks start coming in. Hello, goodbye. Because people are like, oh, you do that horrible, that dreadful, trashy, drug-addled life of being a drag queen until you start getting some dollars or you get on drag race and then people are like i love you will you do my makeup mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Not what wrong. i think i mean the only thing drag has really hurt is my sex life because people are like oh no you do that Mm-mm. sorry oh it's like it's like the fucking antidote to boners it's like the absolute it's like the like if you had a cialis overdose all you would have to do is like mention the the word drag race and the, the swelling will go down mm-hmm. <laughs> um the next message comes from auntie or auntie? I don't know. My auntie. Daughter. <laughs> Hello, delicious dolls that doll. I think it is auntie. Uh, when Shay walked out in her underbelly knitted look, the name of the tribe sounded familiar. I couldn't wrap my head around it, but today it hit me as I was riding on a ferry home. Katie Heron's mom and mean girls owns a fertility vase from the Undabilly tribe. It was hidden under yes. the sink during the huge party when Katie got yeah. sick all over Aaron Samuels. I thought this yeah. would be valuable information. Put on a wig and suck it, suck it. Love from auntie. Thank you, Auntie. Thank you, Auntie. That's so funny. But you love Lady Smith Black Mombazo. <laughs> um, I love this connection. That is so funny and so fierce. And we love Shea Kulea as well. And I love that look. Is it Undabuli or Undabeli? <laughs> if you get Undabeli, you might get something else. Um, <laughs> do you want to read the next message from Patrick? Yes, this comes from Patrick. <laughs> Dear Big Dip Platypussingtons, alas, Carbonaro sicy, Saucy Pops, and Willem Ring My Bell End, and make it sing using your mouth, you naughty little sex pot. Wow. Good hello. I am a British homosexual hairy man carrying a question in my heart. But before we get into that, please look at my much more fascinating organ. In particular, my penis. See attached photo. Note the way it bisects a pair of delicious pendulous balls, which could be swinging delightfully in and out of your mouth like Newton's cradle, as dear Isaac originally envisaged. Please spend time complimenting its contours, since it really is the shining jewel in an otherwise quite disappointing toilet of a personality. But enough of physics, gentlemen. Here is my question. 
Who you call it? A gentleman. Okay, my boyfriend of late has shared Rough a fantasy lady. with me <laughs> that he would like us to find a third, fourth, or possibly even fifth person to join us in the boudoir and that he would like me to fuck each delegate to the occasion whilst he watches in the corner and silently masturbates. I am not sure how I feel about this. On the one testicle, the fantasy of it sounds quite hot. On the other testicle, aren't fantasies hot because they remain as fantasies? Isn't what is pleasurable, that which remains always just out of reach, like my testicles that you cannot play with? What are your thoughts on this philosophical query? I'm worried the reality will be socially awkward. Also, what do the people who are not being fucked and also not masturbating do in these scenarios? Do they sit there flaccid and check Twitter until it's their turn, like in a supermarket queue? Many thanks to me for my question. And you are welcome to suckle on my ball bags whenever you next sojourn in London. Just put your ear to the wind and you'll hear them start to sing. With very best wishes, Patrick. Oh, so she gonna whistle down the wind. Whispers in the Willems. <laughs> great great cock picture um, for skin, because, you know, UK. Um, we live, we appreciate, and mm-hmm. balls. Finally, some balls on this balls. podcast. Y'all hate balls. balls. balls Y'all are balls. just ballophobic over here. Girl Y'all balls. really get down with a ballophobic life. Balls. No, you look great. You're very hairy. I love it. Okay. I, um, I would say because I've been in this scenario with um, more players. Oh, you than have? There, <laughs> with more players than there are <laughs> con- remote controllers. Um, uh-huh. And I would say time it. You're going to want 15-minute increments with a two-minute pillow on each end. Um, you don't want everybody to arrive at once and dive right into the fondue. It's not like a gangbang. It's like uh it's like those it's like the the pile of vaginas, the stack of vaginas. You oh, know? he wants it like he, that? Well, I don't know, but but you could do it any which way. They could line up sort of mm-hmm. and then yeah, you do wait your turn, but it's hot to like be in, in the room with the things happening. Yeah, have some porn going definitely. Um, oh, that, yes, that would also be helpful. Also, make sure something there's something other than overhead lighting. Oh, mama, turn on the end lamps. On don't the turn end on the tables. fan lamp. Don't turn on the, the fan. Do, um, not, do not do overhead lighting. How dare you? Have some music on that's not like, I don't know. I mean, I, I love Kylie, but maybe like, maybe something like, ooh, put on Janet Velvet Deep Rope. House Deep house fuck music. Yeah, no B Ames yeah. right now. It's not the get on up time. This is a B Ames exclusive. It's not well, okay. It's not what get about on the up, other part of the down. question? Um, the what other do, question, what, the philosophical do th- query. Do you think that pursuing a fantasy and making it a reality it kind of ruins it? Is it better to keep it sort of out of reach? Every fantasy that I've had, I've fulfilled, and I'm the better for it. <laughs> I'm happy. I smile each day. And when I want to think of something to jerk off to, I just go back in my mind instead of like looking up something. I'm like, oh, I remember that. (laughs) And it sounds like even if even if it is awkward, I mean, sometimes, you know, sexual things are a little awkward, but that's part of it uh, to approach it with a sense of humor and flexibility. But. If it is like, if it goes okay, then maybe you can like have the goal of doing it again and learn from what worked and what didn't. Mm-hmm. And you can keep pursuing that with your partner because uh, 
all in all, it sounds like you have a, a great partner who wants to like try fun stuff and that's great. So lucky you. Have a, have a big thing of wet naps by the bed because you don't want people um, transferring fluids into the fondue or the raclette. Um, <laughs> and I think your you partner should sit cheeses. in the corner. Should sit in the corner, but like with a big floppy hat and like large sunglasses and a trench coat, like no. sort of in dress to kill, like sort of a scary, like like kind of a weird off putting like burglar costume, and then like furiously <laughs> masturbate. I want the Billy Porter hat that opens up the fringe. <laughs> Please get that hat. Get that hat. That. that. The fridge opens up on mechanized. <laughs> Trend alert. Mechanized headpieces. Trend alert, Evie Oddly. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. We certainly have. And we would like to make an announcement about not only listening to mom, but watching with mom. Because if you're enjoying yeah. Drag Race, but looking for friends to watch the episodes with in real time at home, well, why don't you just watch with mom? That's way easier. Because hmm. every Friday at... Twitch o'clock on Twitch TV slash mom podcasts at 3 p.m. Pacific time to moms or friends of the pod or just gay people or drag queens we know who live stream the current episode mm-hmm. of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars and talk shit. It's a watch party basically. And you don't even need Sounds to wear a watch because tan lines yeah. and summers. And Any- anyone can tune in and watch these live on Twitch, but only Mom Plus subscribers can watch them anytime on demand after the fact. So when you say, so that's when you say when and you say where and you say how much. Um, we've had great guests already: Meatball, Arise Wanzer, Big Dipper, Godoy, Marta Bichu, Darby Lynn Cartwright, Alexis P. Bevels, Bible Girl, Rubella Spreads. The list, the list goes on. So if you want to watch with mom, you could check out our Twitch channel on Fridays at 2 p.m. or sign up for Mom Plus and watch anytime on demand with all these wonderful guests. And we would like to thank you so much for listening to Hot Goss, opening your eyes and your ears to us. And a special thanks to our tip spots today, Kit Williamson and Honey Mahogany. Go on over at Kit Williamson and at Honey Mahogany and give them a follow. And a shout out to all of our Mom Plus subscribers who are listening to this episode ad-free behind the paywall. A special hello, hello, hello to Greg Yu and Dylan T. T. Dylan Turning. What's the T, Dylan T? Greg Yu. That's Drag Yu's cousin. Greg Yu. It's a Are it's a revelation. Are you ready for Greg? Follow us on Instagram at Willem at the Only Alaska Five Thousand at Race Chaser Pod at Mom Podcasts. Do it. Please stay safe out there and be vigilant as to what is happening to you. We will be back next week with another steaming, piping, scalding, serving of hot gods. M. Oh. M. Mom. To listen to Race Chaser ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Race Chaser is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Alaskan Willem. And produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is by Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. <laughs>